What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of PSA, a marching arts podcast. My name is Josh Clements, and I am joined by my two co-hosts slash roommates slash friends, Tony McCracken and Graham Hopkins. Today's episode will be featuring Jeff Griffith as our guest. Jeff does marketing for DCI and is the face behind pretty much all of DCI's social media. Before we get into today's episode, we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. We now have a Patreon and an Instagram to go along with our Twitter account. Patreon opens up a lot of great new opportunities for us to connect with our listeners and will also help us improve the quality of the podcast. In the near future, we'll be setting up some reward tiers for patrons, but to start off, we're really just interested in finding out what all of you would like to see as rewards. Check out the poll on our Patreon to let us know what you'd like to see. Some of the things we're thinking of are like live Q&As, bonus episodes, early access to episodes, and having some of the money from our Patreon going into a scholarship fund for a current marching member. So let us know what you think on that poll. You can find it at patreon.com slash prettystackpodcast. If you want to give us a follow on any of our other social media, you can find us on Instagram at prettystackpodcast or Twitter at PSA underscore podcast. You can also email us at prettystackpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support on launch. We honestly had no idea how the community would respond to this podcast, but we're so thankful to see how many people enjoyed the first episode. Honestly, it means so much. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends and thank you for being a part of this community. It's really cool to see how much support we've gotten. So without further ado, here's episode two of PSA featuring Jeff Griffith from DCI. Da, 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 da. Here's Jeff. Okay. <laughs> so we're here. We're recording another podcast and we have a very special guest. I'm not special. <laughs> What? He's yeah. very special and very important. I it's Jeff Griffith it from is. DCI. It has a go, everybody. That is my name. I am Jeff Griffith. So, Jeff, before you, we get too far, I want to let you know that we have three rules that we established in the first podcast. Bad. Josh, what is our first rule? Okay, rule number one. If you're going to make fun of something in this activity, that's okay, but then you have to tell an embarrassing or just funny story about yourself. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you can't roast the activity without giving us fuel to roast you. Well, I don't think I can roast the activity without keeping my job, but, you know, that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> we'll make it work. Rule number two doesn't exist. It's <laughs> hypothetically the rule number two is that any instrument is allowed in yeah, this podcast. That's true. I'm a drummer. Yeah. There you so go. we good. Okay. And then rule that number three, academic, academic honesty. honesty. What? Yeah. Be honest. Like, yeah. Be honest. We just aren't going to lie about things. Oh, yeah. oh what, why is it academic? What is? Why not? It was just kind of a... All right, so just, don't cheat. Just, yeah, basically. Don't yeah. plagiarize. Yeah, don't look at my, my paper. Don't look at my plagiar- test. I got plagiarized in college. Oh, well. You I cheated I in college? No, I got cheated <laughs> off of. Oh. I you got, got cheated got on? A, got, no, I didn't get cheated on. <laughs> I didn't have a girlfriend in college. <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> <laughs> We keep it real here. We keep it real. I'm being honest. You told me to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we just had to let you know that those rules existed because rules is actually something that we're going to talk about today. Wow, what a great lead-in. But before we get to that... That was cute. I like that. Thank you. So before we get to that, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do? How did you get here? What's going on? Okay. Yeah, I'm Jeff Griffith. I'm five foot nine. I'm a white Caucasian male. That's repetitive. That's redundant. <laughs> uh, I have brown hair, brown eyes. I'm a, about 165 pounds. My dad's side is Welsh. My mom's side is Irish. I was born in Freehold Hospital. You said be honest. <laughs> in Freehold, New Jersey, um, in 1997 on December 21st at 12:56 p.m. I moved to Pennsylvania at the age of seven. I forgot how young you are. I am 22 years old. 
He's wow. a baby. I graduated. Well, I'm also 22. I guess we're skipping ahead. I graduated <laughs> college <laughs> last May uh, from Arizona State's Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Um, and then I started working for Drum Corps International. So that's kind of the, the, the Cliff's Notes. But so, you, were, you were doing some things for Drum Corps International before you even graduated college. That's correct. Yeah, I interned there in 2017 and 2018 so, as a communications intern. So how does this happen? A guy from Arizona State University ends up working for DCI. Like, how did, well, how did Jeff Well, first of all, Griffin... the idea of a guy who went to Arizona State getting a job is pretty shocking as well. <laughs> but, uh, for example. But, um, no, um, I mean, I actually started in the field of sports journalism. That's my, my, my major, my degree is in sports journalism. I started writing for a website in Philadelphia um, covering basketball in my junior year of high school, which is also why I quit band. I only did three years of marching band in high school, never marched drum corps, um, therefore invalidating all of my opinions, as we all know. Um, <laughs> or at least it's what I'm told, but not by these guys. These are fine gentlemen who would never say that. But um, I went to college, um, started writing for the student paper there covering like in nine different sports in college. Football, basketball, baseball, softball, women's basketball, cross-country, wrestling, what have you. And then met a lovely individual by the name of Andrea Neff. What a legend. At the beginning of my freshman year of college in the August of 2016. She was about two days removed from being a communications intern at DCI. Uh, met her, found out about the, um, the internship program, thought it was the perfect thing for me to do. Applied, got it, did it, did it again. And then um, went through my final year of college, um, and when that wrapped up, got the full-time job as a content marketing specialist, which is a fancy word for social media guy and writer. <laughs> Been there, done I that. need to start putting that on my resume, actually. Social media I guy. I just had social media guy on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you wrote about sports, and now you write about band. Correct. I think you're the perfect person to answer this question. Hit me. Is band a sport? No. Thank you. No, it's thank not. you. It, it's it, it it can be followed like one, mm-hmm. and it can be enjoyed like one. Because I personally love following the scores because I'm a sports guy. I love following the trends. Edge. I love following. Yeah, love writing about the competitive edge every week during the season. Um, I love that stuff. But what makes it drum core is not the competitive aspect. I think we all agree about that. It's yeah. not. It's fun to have the competition, and it's what I feel like it's what kind of drives the excellence of it all. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like you know, we go to a show. The scores are about a, like a percent of the t- of the viewing experience. You mm-hmm. get it way at the end, and that's it. Most of the time, you're at a show, you're watching band, you're watching performances, and that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. So it's a performing arts, you know, it's a yeah. performing arts activity. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport. I would say we could make a rule number four, which is band is not a sport. <laughs> wow, it's a rule now. Quoted by Jeff. Okay, Rick. now now to be fair, <laughs> you guys have these rules, but a rule first has to be proposed and signed off on by a court director. <laughs> then it has to go to the instructors caucus, and if it gets a majority vote there, it then goes to the voting membership to become a rule. So you guys are doing this all wrong. <laughs> like, I'm just putting this up. You guys are really just screwing the system right now. <laughs> Graham is the director of Rhythm X, so can I get him to sign off on my rule number four proposal, have him propose it to us, have us vote on it, and then make it a rule? Well, then it'd become a WGI rule, and he's not in drum corps in that role, but... Yet. So we have to Just formalize... Yeah, yeah, T. We have to formalize our podcast rule system, I guess. Can we start an open-class core? An open-class podcast? Yeah. Are we a world-class podcast? <laughs> Maybe I think, I think we're. I'm just not going to comment on that because <laughs> technically, a world class podcast has 154 members, and you guys have three. Oh, well, so. we, I guess. Well, right now we have four. 
That's true. I'm so here. we have to do 150 more interviews. If this is an interview. So we're a sound sport podcast right now. There it is. Yeah. Yes. I don't know enough about sound sport to be a sound sport podcast. Sound sport is the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. It I really love sound sport. It's so great. I love sound yeah. sport. I went to sound sport finals. What, I don't remember what it's called. Sound sport the finals. International Music and Food Festival. Ending. Yes, Graham. I remember. In, I had to write about it. In 2018. Because yes. uh, the Madison Scouts that year had Mad Brass, oh, which is yeah, a sound sport yeah. group. Uh, out of Madison, Wisconsin. Why were they mad? <laughs> bad joke. Bad joke. Dumb joke. Roast they yourself. Were... <laughs> no, no, no. He's gonna roast himself now. It's a bad joke. That was a roast of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were really good, and I like saw them in Whitewater and like a few other things throughout the summer because they were affiliated with the core, and I went and took photos of them at finals and. It was incredible. Yeah, it's it's a cool environment. That event, it, and it's free. Why would anyone not go to that event? If, it's yeah. it's on finals day, hundred percent, and if, it's free. If you are a drum corps fan, like you have to go to this event. First of all, food trucks line the entire street mm-hmm. at Georgia Street, mm-hmm. and they they literally made a drum corps burger. Oh, okay. dude, it was so good. Wow. Uh, it, no, it was just really really good, and it's cool to just kind of sit there, eat food, and watch band. Like yeah, it's really really it's a cool. Very laid back environment. Yeah. But the whole I mean the whole Soundsport platform is awesome because yeah. it's, it's all and drumline battle. Yeah, and drum, exactly and drumline battle too. The, the 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 whole Soundsport scene is a lot of people think it's a stepping stone, mm-hmm. and it can be. It's a great way to build into open class if that's what you want to do. But there's so many groups that we've seen and the Soundsport level just be awesome mm-hmm. and inclusive. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is it's it's just any age, any instrument, any anything. Five members, a hundred members. And like you know, groups like Impact, Sonus Brass Theaters there every year. Mm-hmm. Blue Coats have one rhythm and blue. They just opened up to all ages. Represent. So, Town Sports awesome. Little yeah, plug. little plug. I I remember in 2018, there was just so much more like diversity in what those performances were. Yeah. Like when you watch a drum corps show, you know that it's going to be a drum corps show. You right. a formula. You're going to see the opener. You're going to see the ballad. You're going to see the closer. And there's like a formulaic approach to an on-field drum corps show. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's these Sunsport groups. Some of them don't march. Some of them are essentially just like a summer jazz band yeah. or like a summer brass band yeah. that like, like they just take part of Sunsport. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool because you, you really don't know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. except that it's going to be really engaging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a smaller venue, at least at finals. It yeah, felt almost yeah. like a WGI event that we're like in this gym mm-hmm. and everyone's like packed in and just like... You get to be like right up there with the performers, mm-hmm. like very close to them compared to like on the 42nd floor of Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I liked it a lot. Oh, it's awesome. There was the there was one group that was, they had a sound sport event in Indonesia, which is amazing in and of itself. Incredible. And there was a group that played all um, melodicas. That's amazing. It's, it's like so cool. 30 and they're all like first graders. I need to hear they're that good. Right now. <laughs> they're really good. Soundsport is fire. That's the podcast. Soundsport is fire. Soundsport is fire. All right, that was fun, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> I got my little plug. I, I did some marketing for the night. I can go home. Let's we can go up a division. How, how's open class open doing? Open class is fire. <laughs> Love open class. Can you kind of can you kind of talk about some of the changes that we're gonna see as far as like who's coming to finals this year? Because yeah, oh my gosh, battalion. Battalion is oh, coming. Kings to and finals. queens, just the greatest. I, no one knows about the battalion. 
And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, no one follows hard enough. No one's seen the battalion. Yeah. Because, the, like, generally speaking, most drum corps fans are in the eastern half of the United States. Yeah. California's got a great base, and the battalion finally made it out there last year. But mm-hmm. the only ones a lot of the open class specific shows, like, they weren't at the Rose Bowl, which gets a lot of attendance. They weren't at, like, the, the Stanford show. They went to some of the more early July shows out in California. Mm-hmm. They're so good, but too. They're... Awesome. They, they typically end their season in Denver? They typically ended their season in Denver. F- Let me backtrack here. They're about four years old. They've done four full seasons, I'm okay. pretty sure. This is, yeah, this is going to be year five. Um, first two seasons, they ended at, well, the first season, they like did like three shows, or like five shows, if that. They, that, that early on, they would end at the Denver show, the, like the big Denver show. The Drums Along the Rockies, the official one. That would be the end of their season. Then, the last two years, they've added to their tour to go to that Denver show, then sweep out to California for those open class shows, come back through and do their own Denver show. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yes, they end in Denver, but they end a week and a half later in Denver. So they've added onto their tour and will now be going all the way to Indiana. They're not doing California this year, I'm pretty sure, but they are doing the full swing to Indianapolis. It's expensive yeah. to go Yeah, to do to both coast. of those things. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's cool. I, I think it's cool to see how smart they've been about like building that organization up. Because it could have been really easy for them. They had a really good group, like, their first year out, even. Yeah. And it could have been really tempting to just go too far. Yeah. yeah. They're really smart about the limits of their tour, and they've been building up for this moment. So I'm, like, really excited yeah. to see what they do yeah. at Open Class Finals. That's how cores get here, I remember. Yeah. That's how cores get to the, the level that they want to be. There's a lot when of When they want to be the crowns. They want to be the Blue Devils. They want to be, like, like obviously a lot of the, a lot of, a handful of the elite cores now have been around forever. Yeah. So, like, you know, they didn't have to go through that process, per se. But, I'll, like, look at, I'll look at, there's a reason that a Carolina Crown, for example, go in the span of 25 years, goes from nowhere to a championship. You know, there's a formula, and it's like you said, it's slow and steady. You're not going to become open class champions in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're coming from Utah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's one thing if you're like legends who are able to come to Indy in like their third year or fourth year because they're right out there in, um, Kalamazoo. in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. Speaking of but, legends, though, like they still don't go to San Antonio. Right. Yeah. Because like it's not. Well, most open class cores don't. Most open class cores will stay local for the first half of their season. Like Spartans will stay in New England, yeah. And then when the tour gets the tour gets later, they'll all kind of make their way towards the Midwest. That's when they finally get to see each other, um, like Legends and Gold and Spartans. You know, they didn't see each other at all until late July because they're doing those regionalized tours mm-hmm. and they make their way. But that's what Battalion's going to do. Um, the cool thing about Battalion though is that this was their goal all along. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to their director when it was announced they'd be coming to championships, and this was the this was the hope from the beginning was that year five we'd be an indie. Um, so cool to see that happen. Um, everyone I've ever interacted with at the battalion is the salt of the earth. They're great people. Um, they know what they're doing. They're doing it the right way. They've got great members. And they're tapping into an area where they are like the only open class core literally for like a thousand miles. That's insane. Like they've got the troopers and blue knights mm-hmm. as like world class like friends. And then just no open class cores. Like there's a bunch of California mm-hmm. and there's like a handful in the Midwest and then just nothing. For all of that Pacific, whatever Rocky Mountain region you want to call it. So, One right. cool thing about the battalion that I have to... If you ever get the chance, look at their four years of scores. They went... They, their first year, they closed out with like a 49. Okay. And this past year, they closed out with a 73. Yeah, they jumped. Find a core yeah. that improves like 10 points every year. Find another core that's done that. Like, that's insane. That's a lot. That's incredible. Like, the best mover this year in terms of like your last year score to this year's score was like six points. And that was incredible. That was Pacific Crest. Mm-hmm. Um, Spartans had a similar jump. Um, 
but just every year they've you've you've seen it on the field and you've seen it in their organization. I'm so excited for them to come. And Blue Devils B is coming back. Mm-hmm. Blue oh, Devils really? B will be back for World uh, World Championships this year, and I'm really excited to see them get That's back. It's gonna be a mix. stacked lineup this yeah, year. Yeah, because especially much how much better we've seen Spartans and Legends and Gold get last year, and even like Louisiana Stars, Southwind, mm-hmm. Guardians. Like there is a lot of great organizations that have been getting better quietly in that like middle open class finalist tier mm-hmm. because we hear about the top couple quarters because they make it to semis you know they get on the cd they get you know they have wide exposure but there's been like louisiana stars like southwind last year jumped up like six spots in open class mm-hmm. like they came out of nowhere louisiana stars and they both both of those cores no just southwind and guardians came through SoundSport too mm-hmm. um so there are other examples of cores really kind of making that slow step-by-step kind of path mm-hmm. um but getting blue levels be back in that mix is gonna be really fun yeah just, you know, to see how they stack up with some of these really much improved open class and like top you, tier cores. Like you said, it's even cool to just see them at that, that semifinals level, too. Yeah. Like, at the, especially at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like just Spartans got through. 19th. It's insane. Yeah. Like, that's that's unreal. And, and deservingly so. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, they didn't get handed 19th. Yeah. Um, they, just, just seeing that kind of aspect of the activity and just kind of, like, Letting people know that open class is there too, and it's just a cool experience. Yeah, it really, like, especially cool. it being at IWU now, which yeah. is a f- fantastic facility. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's really really cool. Yeah, you know, that was, that's always every I mean, every year. It's one of my favorite events to go to. Yeah, because it's a different world. There's parts of the tour that feel like the DCI tour, like the stock DCI, like you know, like San Antonio, Atlanta, Allentown, or yeah. Atlanta. and those are great shows to go to. Having been to all of them now a few times, fun shows, but they feel like the tour. Mm-hmm. The two things for me that are so different is going to the West Coast tour mm. and open class because it's a different world. Mm. It's a different. It's a different feeling. It's different. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different fan base that you're that you're seeing. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Any anyone can get to Marion this year. I highly recommend all three of you guys get up there in whatever capacity. PSA um, open class. PSA open class. Well, that, that, that's that's a. It's a great spot to see a show. And it's a great venue, like you said. Yeah. And we had killer weather there last year. It was, oh, my gosh. It was a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. We want to move up one more and talk about world class? <laughs> talk about some uh, rules proposals? We can talk about some rules proposals? What passed? What? Yeah. That's about it? That's yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, we can continue to... Beat a dead horse. Beat a dead horse and talk about things that could have been. But, like, we all know that there aren't going to be woodwinds. Right. Any instrumentation... Okay. It's not just woodwinds. We all know that we're not marching Vesuvuelas this summer. Um, Wait, what? Vesuvuelas? Vuvuzelas? Vuvuzelas. We're not going to have marching Venezuelas, guys. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> marching Venezuelas. What's the rule about making fun of people? Because I'm already two for two. <laughs> I haven't hey, you're yet. allowed to make fun of us. Okay. We just can't mock the activity. Okay. Without... I, does that consider marching Venezuelans? This is also like the fourth time we've made fun of Tony's accent. Oh. Yeah, or for just saying something yeah. wrong. His accent? His yeah. Midwestern isms. Missouri. Can you, say, can you say Snapchat? Snapchat. That's not Midwestern. Can okay, so Missouri. Snapchat Missouri. is Midwestern. He says Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Okay. okay, how do you pronounce the state from which you hail, Josh? Colorado. Okay, okay, interesting. A lot of people say, say Colorado. Colorado. I say Colorado. Great, fine. So the only two that passed were the color guard scoring sheets... And the live looping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Kinetic Noise. That's the thing. That wasn't live looping. I know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. People blew their minds. People didn't. And, and it, made, it probably made it a little easier. I'm not gonna no, lie. I heard it's, it would be easier for them to do live looping than it well, was to do what they did. It would be easier if you don't screw up the first 
hit of it. Yeah. Because the thing about live looping is the thing about what they did is you can fix it. You know, it was yeah. live looping. If you hit it wrong the first time, like say you want to like, you know, you miss one of like the five notes in a given passage of notes that you're going to loop. It'll be wrong every time. Yeah. And how funny will that sound when someone is wrong? <laughs> That's going to be really funny. Am I wrong? No, you know, I didn't like, actually <laughs> think about that. But like, yeah, that someone's is. Gonna, no, at some show, someone will mess up the first part of a live looped sample, and it's gonna loop for how many times they want to loop it. Now, do you cut it? What do you do? Like, or if you're the, you if, you're the if you're the samples person, do you cut it? Mm. Or do you like what? That's gonna. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a designer. I've never yeah, more struck elements of a live performance that you just can't control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm so excited about this, pa- this passing. I think it's going to be so cool. To it's see what it's really cool, it, and like it's funny th- that you say that because I, I remember watching Bon Iver in concert yeah. uh, live in Indian- uh-huh. Indianapolis, and it was the same thing. Like yeah. he had a loop where it was like him partially fracking a note, yeah. and he did it, yeah. and it, he made it work. Like he actually adapted the way that he created Woods live, just by because he messed up a note. Like it was really, really cool, sure. but yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how musician. Well, first of all, musicians adapt as well as yeah. whoever's running the board, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, doesn't doesn't have a, well, a breakout panic. And there's the, there's a difference between like an individual that like wrote the song and has like like they can accommodate, yeah. But like so much of a drum corps performance is like mm-hmm. we rehearse this twelve hours a day, yeah. for like. It's fine tuned. It's yeah. fine tuned. It's not improv. Yeah. And it, like it can yeah. be. Like <laughs> if you wanted to, like you can but improvise like, something, I guess. But it's like not. Like, but like <laughs> yeah. But like that's not what these performers are trained to do. Right. Yeah. They're trained to perform exactly what was given to them. Right. Exactly as it's written, and like and do it as close to perfect as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if so, a mistake happens in the first loop, and then you have to change something on the third layer. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a fourth layer. Mm-hmm. That third layer, that third person improvises something, which means now that the fourth person also has to improvise something mm-hmm. because it's fundamentally changed. I think that actually gives a whole new opportunity to show some of the musical maturity in some of these performers on the field. Yeah, Like, I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Same. And to see not just like, Okay, well, there's things that will happen in 2020 that, like, someone's going to do it. Someone in 2020 is going to use live looping. Well, and uh, didn't the trombone soloist in Blue Coats Indoors group yeah, did live, that was live looping? Mm-hmm. The, the trombone. Yeah. It was really cool. It was very cool, you know? And, it, I mean, it's it's a similar thing to, I uh, can't remember his name. We had a, a, a famous trombone YouTuber. Come to the Vanguard this past oh, summer. Oh, I totally know who it is. What's um, his name? Christopher Bill? Yeah, Christopher Bill. And he does a lot of his work is just literally just sitting in his apartment. And like one of the ones that went viral was when he did Happy on the trombone. Yeah. And he just live looped it the entire time. So uh, it, it might be even one of those things where we see literal, a literal soloist somehow with a laptop live looping or yeah. doing something along those lines. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what groups decide to do with this. Yeah, because there's... There's things that people are going to do when they're, like, just beginning to become comfortable with this. Yeah. And then there's things that will be happening five years from now. Yeah. yeah. Like, if we look at, like, trombones in 2014, for example, that there's, like, there's examples of, like, some trombones with, like, solos happening on pedestals on field for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then you see, like, it becomes more prominent every single year. And now, like, trombones are being used with much more comfort now. 
mm-hmm. that there's like cores that march trombones for an entire movement of their show. Or Mandarins in 2018 when they marched trombones the entire show. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, awesome. that was... I didn't even notice it until, show. like, finals. And I was like, wait, they have trombones the entire show. They That's were crazy. so loud. It was awesome. So slap. Oh, brilliant. So slap. Brilliant. People forget I marched Mandarins. <laughs> no, you didn't. You just have a Mandarin shirt. I remember you buying People it. forget I marched Mandarins. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I am a Mandarin's age out, sir. <laughs> what was your age out? He didn't age out. I didn't mark. No, I'm sorry. Like, what year was your age out? This summer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I about. aged out of drum corps about five months ago. <laughs> like, as a full-time employee of DCI. Yes, while working for Drum Corps I tweeted. I'm pretty sure the, yeah. night, the day after finals, I tweeted, I just aged out. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Did, did you, like, did you get one of those pins that the age outs get? No, no. Oh, you gotta. Ah, that's what, I never marched. Oh, That's I'm fair. just kidding. I march mandarins. <laughs> Scratch his head. Obviously, I march like, mandarins. Like. Rule number five, chef march mandarins. Yes, thank you. Honesty. Hey. Academic honesty. Yeah, academic honesty. Yes. He's being entirely honest. Yes, uh, we're um, not going to fabricate. No, I'm a but, journalist. <laughs> there is no fake news in this Seek department. truth and report it, boys. <laughs> um, First tenant. No, but like, so on the media team at the Scouts this summer, it was Jack Hopi, and this was also his age out, um, and he marched in 2016. Okay. Um, and he got one of those pins this year. Really? He, yeah, he went up so and asked. Fun. He's like, hey, this is actually my age out, but I didn't march because I'm working for the Madison Scouts. Can I have a pin? And he got one. And he's just so happy because yeah. he's like, just he just hypes it. Yeah. I thought he um, just took one. Did he ask? I'm, no, he asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he just like sneaked around. <laughs> well, because I think it's it's literally like core directors and stuff that are handing out yeah. the pens, or like, it's like core something. I be honest, I don't know. Yeah, I've it, never been involved in. The, I, I I've only ever been involved in the age out ceremony from the capacity of like walking through it to get somewhere else. I just take photos. <laughs> like, <laughs> the age out ceremony is so. I so watch our video of it every year. Still the next morning. Still, <laughs> still my favorite moment of all time from my age out ceremony was. We had a kid who was an age out with the blue coats who, for his, like, as a tradition, you leave something on the field. H- Homeboy literally brings his fully inflated air mattress. Oh, there's someone Trying to get into the stadium, and they wouldn't let him in. Yeah. And so, literally, what he did, <laughs> he stood, he, he went, or he deflated the entire thing, folded it up, brought it inside, and then blew it up during the Santa Clara Vanguard's uh, performance nice. in 2017. Their uh, alumni course. Alumni so great. all I hear behind me is just... <gasps> <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, I see, I see inflatable beds all the time. Cha- yeah, the there time. was one this yeah. year. There was a pizza have, this year. We have a photo of it. Yeah. It was a pizza slice. It was yeah. so good. It's that was so cold. Oh. <laughs> I know the cadets this year had like a stuffed dog and at the age out ceremony for some reason the head got ripped off of it and it got like ripped to shreds and stuffing went everywhere oh my God. it was gruesome it was brutal, <laughs> <laughs> brutal. <laughs> on that note maybe the second rules proposal that got passed which yeah. is this was not the guard's a big thing it just means that Boston's gonna win with a different sheet so you know. <laughs> this was this was not a big thing <laughs> This was like it was a very minor tweak in the wording of the criteria. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was really it. I, I it just honestly provided more clarity. I don't really know exactly what they changed. Mm. I know I, I none just, of us do guard. I just know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm impressed by it. I don't know the details. I know yeah. when it looks good. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that, but I don't know what the details it's, are. The it's not something that seemed controversial. No, on it was. To me. It was so. It was so small enough of a tweak that like it passed. Like it was like, and was no unanimous. one said no. Yeah, yeah. No one. No one at any level said no to this. Hi, Editing Tony here, saying that we kind of just blew right past 
all discussion about the guard rule proposal. And if this was controversial, or if you do have opinions on how this might influence the activity, let us know, because we'd love to talk about this. None of us do guard, so none of us are super involved in this rule particularly, but we would love to be informed in how this might affect the activity moving forward. It was more of like a, it felt from like seeing it happen, it felt more of like a, we all kind of want this to change, let's just figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, I, from like scrolling through Twitter, I saw guard people that were like, yep, that makes sense, I wanted yeah. this to happen. Yeah, it was super simple, super agreed upon, it seemed like a very, just like a very like quick, easy, like let's just do this, and it was literally like changing like three words on the guard sheet. Six words? Rule number six. <laughs> you can't say six words unless you say the six words. <laughs> Uh, better, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa, Papa John's. Why Papa John's? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Dude, he's coming back. He's coming back with a vengeance. God, I hope not. <laughs> I think that should be a rule, though. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that, like, I don't know. I remember one day on the cadet social media, we posted, like, FHN, SAB, mm-hmm. and someone was like, what does that mean? And someone replied, for holy name shall always be. And this one person just got so mad. They're like, you're not supposed to, like, let people know what that is. Like, mm-hmm. that's a secret. And everyone was just like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, that's what We say it all the time. Yeah. Like, what did uh, Brennan say that SUMA stands for? Like, oh, set up the arc. What? Set up the arc. Yeah. Actually, no. No. I don't Our friend Brennan, who we entered with an 18, we were, like, talking about what it means, and he just says, sister... Uncle, teacher, aristocrat? Aristocrat. I literally want to So, there you go. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. Suda. Yeah. Yeah. So you two lived together we when did. you were both interns for DCI. Yeah, we, we did. We yeah. roomed together. Oh yeah. my god. In the same bedroom, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what was the wildest story that happened in your apartment uh, in that time? I feel like we can't tell any stories that are funny about Brennan or Bobby because that's just not fair. Yeah, that's like, It's got to be something that one of us did. That's just, like, privacy. Like, Yeah. Because there's plenty of stories that don't revolve around us. I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head as far as, like... I don't know. We were tired. I don't know. We played a lot of Jackbox Party. We back. played a lot of Jackbox. Yeah. Um, uh, Graham talked me to sleep one night. Oh! Uh, so the, did I, I think. Yeah, that's true. I talked Jeff to sleep and he just passed out. No, I think did I you tell him the story? Oh my, oh my gosh. What, what Didn't did I you talk s- about Vanguard in my sleep? Oh yeah. You, he was like, you were talking your articles in your sleep. Yeah, I was like, Vanguard had a five point win. You're just like, you're like, <laughs> you're like, I wish Stanford, uh, like it was. Well, the Stanford article is like the worst part of every year. Cause I always have to write it from home and I have to write it at like 2 a.m. because yeah. it's a, a Pacific time And we were show. still watching. Like, we were watching the event happen on, on flow. the flow stream. At 2 in the morning, and I had to write the article. Yeah, but, like, there, there would be spurts or moments where Jeff, like, just went full bonkers, like, in his sleep. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he was just... I sleep terrible. Vanguard! Vanguard. Just, I, sleep, I sleep pretty horribly. So you literally were living, breathing, and sleeping drunk horse. Well, yeah, here's the thing that y'all don't understand about my... Not y'all. I mean y'all. And I'm pointing at the microphone when I say y'all. Because I mean y'all that are listening. <laughs> my job in the summer doesn't stop because yeah. I got to post the scores every night. It's true. So I, my job ends at 5, and then I go home to my apartment and I make dinner and I sit there waiting for scores. The weekend of the Denver show. Someone, and I won't name names scheduled our flight out of Indianapolis for 6 a.m. the day of the show. So Saturday. Oh. The night before the show, there was a show, it was a West Coast open class show of some kind, like Bellflower or something like that, and scores were supposed to post at like 
thirty. Mm-hmm. They posted it like one, so I published the our scores. time. Yeah, one okay. hour time. So I published the scores on Twitter and Facebook. Went to bed. Set an alarm for like four thirty for the six a.m. Maybe like four for like the six a.m. flight. Woke up in Greenwood, Indiana, which is like twenty five minutes from the airport. Mm-hmm. I woke up at like five thirty five. No, and the flight was like I think it was like gates closed at like six twenty. Uh-huh. So I just went like very fast <laughs> down uh, 135, got on the highway. I got to the airport at like 6.04, okay? Oh. And I parked in the like really expensive garage, the bougie garage. No. Because I had to. I had to yeah. be that close to the airport. You had to run. I had to ask like 80 people if I could cut in front of them in security. Because security for the, like, the only night all season that security was full was Denver that, that weekend. Oh. And I had to like ask everyone, can I please jump in front of you? I'm, I'm in my flight. Everyone was okay with it. I got in. I sprinted to the we were like the last gate in the airport, like right at the end of the B terminal. I get on my flight with like two minutes to spare. This isn't the end of the story though. Oh no! Because then I have to fly to Denver. You were in Denver, Joshua. Denver really, and that's my home show. It's my first time having a home show with the cadets. Yeah. So like, first I time loved since it. Great 2017. Mm-hmm. We get there. And it's just downpour. It's like yeah. hailing, downpour, Brutal rain. Way. And it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it cleared up, but by the time it cleared up, they, were, they already like made the show Park and Bark. So yeah, yeah. it really sucked. It was yeah. because of getting cores on the road by the time they needed to for like bus hours and their next site and whatnot, they had to um, shorten the show, give everyone a 10 minute window to do whatever, you know, standstills, et cetera. So like Blue Devils played House is Not a Home. Um, Battalion like played like a couple movements of their show. It was kind of like one of those shows, like with standstills. And... Um, we got out because it got delayed and, um, all that stuff. We got out of the show at 11 PM, 1130 PM mountain time. Then I had to get back to a hotel and actually like run our content, um, and like publish it. And then by that point, one of our photographers and I, we were like starving. So we got tacos and now it's like two in the morning. We go to bed the next morning. We have a flight out of Denver when 6 AM mountain time. And that night I had a date that night returning from Denver. I had a date. Well, Second a date. date. She's my girlfriend now for six Bingo! months. Bingo! Yeah. So but it, yes, but I was exhausted, and it was a great time. But uh, that's just that. That's that's like the final, like the punchline of yeah, that piece weekend. Piece de resistance. Like that's like the yeah. final moment of that weekend. That's like all of that led up to a great date. Yeah, I think that's just being on any media marketing yeah. production team. Oh my yes, gosh. Like, in anything. In anything. Um, like my schedules usually aren't that crazy, but you talked about like you leave your job and then you go home and you like wait for scores and you do X, Y, Z when a show is done, like your job starts, my job starts. I mean, when, when I, we get to the lot, my job starts. Right. But like, but your job starts when everyone else, your job, your job's still going on when everyone else's job ends. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, we get to the show and I start taking photos of lots and I start adding to our Instagram story and running socials and responding because now we have a million people saying things to us on social media Mm -hmm. because it's a show. Right. And then take photos of the performance and then sit down and I would find a random spot in a school or if our bus was on in a bus, um, somewhere that I can get electricity and start editing photos and see if I can publish photos from that show before the food truck closes, which I only did like 10% of the time. Sure. And then like publish. And then I, I don't have the option of my job being done until about like two and a half hours after, after yeah. step off. Yeah. Really. Would you like to know when I left Lucas Oil after prelims? Three in the morning. 3.30. Oh, lovely. Semifinals was three. Finals was 3.30 again. 
my it's great. Because the, the fun thing about being an intern oh. was that we only had one job. So we only had one part of the content effort. So when yeah. I wrote my recap article, I was done. So mm-hmm. most shows, I would get out of there hour after the last core, maybe an yeah. hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm full-time, I kind of, I create content, but I also oversee the content that the interns create. So articles, social media posts, whatnot. So therefore, I am not done until every single thing we created that night is published and, is published and scheduled for social media. So man, finals night, we were there for like, like three hours. Prelims, I was there for 19 consecutive hours. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I, I don't say all this to like talk about, like I love my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And working for DCI is like a dream that I had for a long time that I didn't know existed until I got the internship. And like, I love it. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of long hours. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're yelling at the DCI Twitter about why you didn't want this core to win, that's that's me. <laughs> I don't have control over it. I'm and sorry. also you haven't slept. And I'm tired. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sorry that your core didn't win. I really am. I wish you could all win. But... No, you I'm don't. Tired. No, you don't. <laughs> you like competition and scores too much. I wish for your sake you could all win, not for my sake. <laughs> I wish I'll that just say that. In a, in a world where the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers and the Clippers. Yes. And Nobody the wants Spurs. the Lakers to win. No. Not even yeah, in the perfect I'm with world. <laughs> I'm a Sixers fan. I don't want that. Editing Tony here to say that this is about to be a wild transition in topic, but they talked about basketball for about 10 minutes, so I am saving you. Jeff, do you just want to like have a moment to talk about Metamorph? Yeah, no, Jeff. I don't think I need to. I think I think it's, I think it's I think it's understood. <laughs> it's said everything. It yeah, I don't have, I don't need to add anything. I think it just speaks for itself. Oh. It's a masterpiece. But I think that that might be one of my favorite moments too. Is any time that Jeff was listening to Metamorph, oh. there, it, it would hit the point where like his head. First of all. He I had, had horrible head, headphones. He, he had horrible headphones to the point where you, you could hear it. Yeah. Um, but you would hear the trumpet like the... And you would just hear Jeff immediately go, Oh! I would not do that! What are you talking about? <laughs> what? He what? Was, what is this fake news? What? <laughs> where did you get that story? Rule number three. Academic Odyssey. What dream are you having? What... <laughs> I wouldn't grunt. I would... I, I will call Olivia right now. I would probably sigh. Yeah. Like, ugh. I wouldn't go. Uh, no, it was a good. Uh, I was like, like, I was oh, like, I wasn't like, oh, like, no, like, oh, yeah, like a like a passionate like, oh yeah. I like, don't. I don't know if that's particularly the case when it was on my headphones. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I have a Snapchat of it. Like I have a video of it's it. It's like that meme of the kid with the headphones just turning up the audio. I will say I'm a lot more mellow when it comes to my drum corps fandom now than I was two years ago. So oh, I, I'm sure. I can believe that that. Wait, the case. you were an intern. Yes, I was an intern. Oh. Twice. Oh. Boy. <laughs> Step up. Let's go. Twice. That's been a long-running joke for every, like, the entire 2018 summer intern class was that I, I had worked there before. If it makes you feel any better, I got the same thing working at Vanguard this Oh, summer. I'm not surprised. Because they were like, wait, you, were a blue coat? you were a blue coat? Well, that, you got that when we were working together. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. People just hating. Dude. Haters are my motivators. Haters gonna <laughs> hate. Quote, my girlfriend. <laughs> She wouldn't make that up. That's where I first heard it, so I'm so sticking good. with it. Oh, here you go. This is a great, great moment. That guy's cute. That's a picture of Jeff. Oh, I was back when I was fat. I love the dancing hot dog yeah, in front of him. It's just quick, Jeff. quick plug for Weight Watchers. I lost 30 pounds on Weight Watchers after that summer. Just saying. Good times. Hey. Weight Watchers, please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please respond. So, Jeff. Yes. If I was to try to find you on the internet, where could I find you? 
I uh, on Twitter I am at Jeff underscore Griffith twenty one. That's G R I F F I T H. Um, Instagram J Griff twelve twenty one. I think that's all the important ones. My Instagram's not that interesting. It's just pictures of me. I think that's interesting. Wow, that's so sweet of you. Of course, Tony. Shouldn't you shouldn't have? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you shouldn't. Uh, but have. yeah, no, really. that's, that's pretty much the the spiel. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being our first guest. Oh, you yeah. are the very first guest. I'm so proud. Did I follow the rules? Yes. Yeah. You did a pretty good job. I don't think None you... of us broke rule number one. Only rule number three. I'm kind of mad. <laughs> I wish we had broke... Wait, who Jeff, broke number what's three? an embarrassing you. story about Why did I break rule number three? You were spreading fake news. What fake news? Yeah, you had fake news. That you don't grunt when you listen to... I don't! You do. <laughs> you 100% do. So do you! I don't know. I watched this kid sit on an airplane listening to a show going like this. For those in the audience, Jeff is conducting. Oh, yeah, you can't see me. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a video podcast, Jeff. I watched him conduct. There you go. That's all I had to say. But we love drum court. That's not a bad thing. We love band. It's true. Band is fun. But hey, it it affects you. It it does affect you. I do need to hit it. I got one. Once again, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you guys for having me. Works. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye forever. Hi, Editing Tony here one last time to say thank you once again for listening. If you want to find this podcast online, you can find us on Twitter at PSA underscore podcast, on Instagram at Pretty Stacked Podcast, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pretty Stacked Podcast. And while you're there, if you could fill out the poll that we just put up, that would be very nice. There's no paywall on it. We just want to hear what you might want from us in the future. If you liked this podcast, it would be awesome if you could rate us on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, if you could share this episode with a friend, or maybe someone you marched with, or anyone really, it would make a big impact on us. We're all new to podcasting, and we're starting out small, so every single little thing helps us immensely. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next week.